Nedarim Dafayin Aleph, the last thing we were discussing was the difference between the father and the future husband when it comes to Hatan Darim. We said the father is stronger in a sense that if the future husband passes away while she's in Ara, she comes back to the father and he has a complete ability to annul vows. And we said that the future husband is stronger in a sense where if they got engaged after she's a Bogeret, and after, let's say, 30 days when it, uh, when time comes to get married and didn't get married yet, and now he has to start paying for her food, according to Rebili Ezer, at that point, even though she's a Bogeret, he still has the right to annul her vows. And we discussed in the Gemara or that Hachamim argue. And with that, we're starting Ayn Aleph Amud Aleph. First uh, line on the page, or by the Mishnah, Nadra Vehi Arusa. A Na'ara who's engaged, made a vow, and that day she got divorced. And then again, same day she got engaged again, and she got divorced again. A few even to a hundred people. At the end of the day, her father and whoever is the last person that day to be engaged to her, he does the hatarat nedarim. Meaning, even even though the vow was earlier in the day and there was a hundred arusim uh, before that, still at the end of the day, the last one is the one who does the hatara. Zeakal, this is the rule. The rule is, if she didn't become free for one hour, her father and her last future husband, they're the ones who annul her vow. And the Gemara starts, number one, The Gemara asks, how do we know that the last uh, the last Arus could annul vows that this Na'ara vowed under the first Arus? So Amar Shemuel, because Amar Kira, the Pasuk says, Vim hayot If she becomes engaged to someone and there's nedarim on her, meaning nedarim shehayu aleha kvar. If there was nedarim that were already on her, those he could annul. Maybe the, the vows that the last person could annul is if the first arus uh, didn't know about it. But if he but the vows that the first arus did know about, maybe the last arus cannot annul that vow. That's why the Gemara answers that word is extra words. It's coming to tell me that the last arus could annul vows that happened under the first arus. And Tanya Kavate de Shmuel, we have a Braitalek Shmuel. Naaram Orasa, Avia Ubala, Mefirin Nedareha. An Ara who's engaged, her father and her future husband annul that vow. Ketzad. How uh, how so? Shama avia vehefer la. Her father heard the vow and he annulled. Veloi speak abalishmachimet. And the husband didn't, the future husband didn't get a chance to do a hatar nidarim to annul that vow until he died. Venit arsabo bayom. And that day she got engaged to someone else. And even if this happens a hundred times, still, her father and the last Arus can annul her vows. 
And the Ran explains, even according to Bet Hillel, who hold that where the father annulled his part of the vow and the uh, the future husband died before annulling it, that the father does not inherit the right to annul the rest of the vow. Still, in this case, Bet Hillel, who we learned about in the Samechtet, Samechtet, they would annul, they would say that the, the this next arus could annul that vow, and the reason is because the second arus or the last arus, he's stronger than the father in this case. Sort of the last arus is a continuation of the first arus, and that's why the second arus can annul the vow, even though the father cannot annul the vow. Now, the Braita, now we're going to go back to the Braita, and it continues to a different case. Shama ba'ala vehefer la, her husband, or her future husband, heard about the vow, he annulled it, v'loi speaka av ba'al. And the, the father didn't get a chance to hear about this, and then all of a sudden, the the husband died, and now she got engaged to someone else. Hosera avum mefer helkoshel ba'al. The father could annul the part of the husband, the one who died. Meaning, even though she's engaged to someone else, still that first part, her father can annul for the first husband. Now, in the case where the husband dies before the father annulled, we said that the father can annul by himself the vow, after she got engaged to someone else, so Amar Binatan hen hen divre bechamai. That's bechamai's words. Aval bet hilel omrim en yachol leafer. The father cannot annul by himself; he still needs to annul with that second arus. And uh, Shmuel learned it from here. He learned it from bet hilel over here that the father annuls with the last arus. So bemai plige. What's the machloket of bet shemai and bet hilel? Meaning, according to Bet Hillel, the, the father and the new husband have to annul it together. And according to Bet Shammai, the, the father himself is the one who annuls. What's the Yisod? What's the root of their Mahloket? So Bet Shammai Savre, Nedarim Nami, Shira'ui Le'arus, Nitroknar, Shut La'ab. Bet Shammai holds, look, vows that were meant for the Arus to annul, once he does, he can't do it anymore. In this case, because he died, then everything falls back to the father. We're gonna make it as if whatever the uh, arus did has been canceled out. Everything falls back to the father. Omegas gaiz, and we look at whatever the first arus did was he just cut off the arus part of everything. So when the second arus steps in. It's he has nothing to to annul. It everything fell in by the father, and the father just has to annul, and he annuls everything. Now Beti Lel Sabre they hold Avia Ubala Aharon Mefirin Nedareha that her father and the last Arus they're the one who have to annul it because Vilome Gazgais whatever the first husband did his annulment. It didn't cut off totally the that part of the vow. It, that vow still standing, and therefore it falls to the next arus, and the, aru, the next arus with the father, they annul the vow together. 
Now, this is the Ran's first perush. The Ran brings a second perush in the name of Tosafot that Bet Tilel and Bet Shammai don't just argue in this case, but they also argue in the case where the father annulled and before the Arus got a chance to annul, he died. The second part does not fall to the next Arus. According to Bet Tilel, but according to Bet Shammai, that second part does fall to that Arus, and that's their machloket. It's a very fascinating uh, run, very good to look into to see the different shitot in Bet Tilel and Bet Shammai. Next, the Gemara has a question. We have a question. Girushin, if the husband, instead of, uh, instead of annulling his part of the vow, rather he just gives her a divorce. Is that like being quiet or is that like upkeep, upkeeping the vow because he didn't annul it? And the Gemara asks, what would be the practical difference? So the Gemara explains, Let's say a woman, uh, and, uh, she made a vow, her husband or her future husband divorced her and then uh, he re-got engaged to her that day. amar more that if you want to tell me that divorce is kishtikada, means like being quiet, then matzeh mafela, since uh, the day didn't pass yet, he could still annul that vow because he brought her back that day. But if he uh, got engaged to her the next day, then for sure he cannot uh, annul that vow. Now, vi amar mor kakamada, I mean, if you want to say that divorce is like upkeeping that vow, then lo matzeh mafela, then if he gets engaged to her later that day, then he cannot annul that vow. Once it's uh, upcapped, then it's considered upcapped, and you can't, it's too late. So, what would be the halakha? And we will stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam. Amen. Ve'amen.